This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which my guest has seen before. He is a streamer and podcaster extraordinaire. Please welcome Brian Curley to the show. Curley, oh, good to have first you. First name. First name. No. I know. <laughs> oh, now everyone knows. That's horrible. <laughs> How are you uh, doing, hi, man? Hello. Uh, great. I've been hanging out with your crew for the last couple of days, so it's uh, I don't remember things anymore. It's, it's what day and what game we're playing. Is it Fall Guys today? We're doing Fall Guys today, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Referencing my uh, Twitch streams, <laughs> twitch.tv slash wscott is one if you want to be a part of that. But uh, but yeah, no, you uh, you showed up on the uh, on the watch party for this and like, yeah, it turns out you're a uh, massive fan of this. So I was like, hey, let's have you on the show to, for this. So uh so yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been uh, loving your idea of, since I've learned from it. I know you've been doing it longer than I've been around, but like mm-hmm. uh, the cinevention idea is just so great uh, in regards to just the the unique concept of of your your sheltered child lamb situation of never having seen anything pop culture in your entire life. <laughs> yeah, uh, and no. then and sharing those moments with friends, and, and so I had to see as soon as I saw that you're doing Rocky Horror, I was like, well, I know my night's plans now. So. <laughs> Yeah, I no, go in there by himself. Yeah, there's there's a long story of how this show became uh, conceived and everything. Like, I'll have to tell the story on the podcast sometime because <laughs> I figured there's got to be an episode that's like the whole intro or something. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of just went. I, I just kind of went for it uh, with my first episode. We kind of just rolled into it. I mean, yeah. That should be that should be its own episode someday. But. It's genius, though. I mean, just well, I, mean, I think everyone knows the concept of, of what it is. Is you know, you've got a guy who hasn't seen a lot of the things that most of us consider parts of what made us who we are, mm-hmm. and getting to share that first experience with someone is is almost as good as getting to like everyone always is like, oh, if I could just wish I could experience this thing the first time again. Yeah, getting, it's just enough close to that getting to watch someone that you care about, like get those moments even even if yeah. it's good or bad like mm-hmm. i feel like the majority of us that are watching chat like if we were in the room together with you we wouldn't be watching the show we'd be all staring at you just like waiting for moments to happen <laughs> oh yeah absolutely all right well before we uh, get into talking about this movie uh let's go over some of the stats real quick of this movie before we get started uh rocky horror picture show is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors of course not available to stream in the u.s as of right now check justwatch.com if that changes yeah no it's not it's crazy i had to rent it on amazon prime uh rocky horror picture show was released by 20th century fox on august 14th 1975 the movie was directed by jim Sharman and stars tim curry susan sederadin Barry Bostwick, Richard O'Brien, and Patricia Quinn. The movie had a budget of $1.4 million and has made $226 million in theaters. Not only that, but I found out that it is uh, it is still in limited release in theaters as of today and has 
basically always been since 1975 when it premiered. So, so is that is that because that stat is like it sounds surprising, right? You're like 20. That's that's a good that's a good return for a movie in the 1975. Oh yeah. But like when when do they stop continuing that stat? Because if it's still just if it's getting the revenue from right now, then mm-hmm. like I mean maybe. 30 40 years of <laughs> of recouping your cost isn't that yeah yeah, yeah that's uh, fair uh do you remember when the first time you saw this movie curly uh it was high school for me it was one of those things that uh, uh i grew up in the period of time uh where god so every every high school years every decade's got its own like you know, counterculture that is going to try to harken back to something or or open to the new revolution of thought uh, my high school had emo kids, and before it was like hated universally <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a dumb joke. Sure, um, and I still do identify as as an emo kid. The the true emo, the eighties, late eighties, uh, kind of uh, coming out of Boston, and 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 just not like Sex Pistols, but like Sex Pistols with more real life emotional feelings and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. The the uh the jawbreaker time period. If anyone is is uh, counting my uh, uh my cred, right yeah, now. <laughs> that's my world. Uh, and so so Rocky Horror being something that um I don't know we weren't as repressed as 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 the decades of generations of kids before us were for a lot of our our cultural stuff. It was kind of understood that you know you know kids are going to be kids and go out and rock and roll and do the crazy stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. I had goth friends and stuff, and 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 it was accepted for the most part. But getting to see a movie that that really showed adults and people that I respected in other mediums, like world trained actors and stuff, doing because uh, I saw the movie version. I saw the movie version versus the theater version when I was in high school. Because sure, as 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 people who have seen it probably yeah, not the greatest for kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw it in high school, and I and I just I just glommed onto it. I was just like, this is this is mainstream now it wasn't mainstream at all um yeah <laughs> it, even though for me it, it would have been it would have been the mid 90s when i saw it or late 90s late 90s for sure oh okay uh, yeah well and, and it's was... interesting that you bring that up too about like uh about how it was kind of accepted in your um uh, space and it's like i feel like you and i kind of just grew up in like two different like sort of worlds when it comes to acceptance of that kind of stuff you know it for me like san diego it was, california yeah no for me for me i could i could tell you right now that it's like the hometown that i grew up in it was like this would not be accepted if someone were doing this even when i was like growing up too right like that was i mean yeah so that just speaks to how far even even so yeah even even 20 or 30 years later from it's this this inception of this kind of counterculture um yeah it's funny that yeah it's still i mean i'm not saying that everyone ran around in freaking uh you know fishnets and whatnot but Sure. It wasn't it was like that was still counterculture. Like you'd see someone in in, you know, leopard print or uh necklaces with spikes on them and it was like, "Oh, that 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 kid's a crazy counterculture kid." You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like everyone was running around <laughs> in corsets and shit. Sure, sure. Uh, but um but it's still like and and we'll talk about this later too about how it kind of like I feel it kind of was way ahead of its time in terms of advancing you know kind of the acceptance that we have come to know as today you know so yeah well you were coming you were coming out of the 60s of uh, expression of of different types of love and 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 drugs and and other stuff and you were you were seeing a a bunch of different people being like hey i'm here and i exist like accept it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think that the the typical response to uh that being repressed or pushed back 
uh, almost universally and everyone kind of going for the status quo always ends up in the rebellious form of it, which just makes it more loud and more in your face. And it's, it's, it's the representation goes from, I just want to be left alone and let me live my life the way I like it to fuck you. I'm here and eat shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think this movie embodies that in, in such a great way that rolled, rolled into the eighties and all the, you know, more, more of that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned the the uh, stage musical. Let's get into this because <laughs> this movie is actually based on the musical <clears throat> called similarly the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. So I guess the picture show is because it's the movie version. I guess. So, uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I can't imagine it. I'm. A, I'm a bit of a theater kid. Like I. I, I never had the means or uh, the experiences. I came late into it. Um, I, I will say I love musicals, but I don't have the great experience of going to like many of the amazing shows that have existed throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to nowadays now that I'm an adult, but uh, that being said, uh, I could not imagine what this was like when it debuted as an actual oh, yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, 1973. In yeah. 1973 is when it came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, um, and I was doing research on it and it was actually created by Richard O'Brien himself. The same Richard My O'Brien, man, riff, riff. yeah, the same Richard O'Brien that is in the movie, right? Yeah. And and Tim Curry is <clears throat> also a part of the original stage production and like reprised his role, um, in the movie, which is crazy, right? Well, as I said, I, I I questioned it when we were talking about it because I don't think I ever. I never. I don't think I ever. Even in my childhood, looked at it as something I was going to uh, interpret, you know, and. Looking at it with you guys as being older, I was and, and thinking about it in the concept of cinemavention. I was just like, man, I kind of want to know how Tim Curry got involved with this. And then I thought about it after we were watching, it and I was like, I don't think there could be anybody but Tim Curry that could do this. And it makes sense yep. to me that that he was just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I know, and that's <laughs> absolutely the case. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and so you start, and when you start this movie off, you're immediately into song and dance, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're with that couple, Brad and Janet, at the very beginning. And who get engaged at this like small church, which, by the way, I've definitely seen those small churches in my hometown before. And, you know, there's a bride and groom that, you know, just got married and everything. Right. And when I watched this movie, I could see I could see this being a Broadway show. And like, in fact, when I was watching this movie, I almost kind of like pictured myself in a Broadway theater watching Mm. this rather than watching it on a screen. You know, which speaks to how well, how good of a job they did in terms of uh, translating this into a movie form, right? Yeah, I think I think I remember I read somewhere that it cost more for the movie version than it did even for the the sets Mm -hmm. in the in the theater one, only because of like uh, I don't know logistics, I guess, of having multiple costs. I don't know, I don't know. I just it's just weird. Yeah, Um, it was only two years later too. I mean, it was obviously. It was obviously an homage, and it was just to get it out to more people. I think, because uh, again, it's, it's not it's not built. You say you say the movie, the, the theater experience. I'm trying to imagine because I don't have this information. I'm maybe the wrong person for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know the information of how it was when it was originally debuted into a uh, a theater mm-hmm. versus what it is now, which is uh, um, a a a midnight showing. Uh, I don't know if there's a term for that, like a late night. The theater is not going to be selling tickets to fucking. Uh, the Paw Patrol uh, at midnight and it still has to operate. So why not just show like indie films or let people take over, do their own things. And a lot of uh, theaters used to do this more. And nowadays 
the, they're all corporate theaters and stuff that don't really do anything. God, I sound like a fucking uh, old man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but there are some, uh, and and I only know of one because it's where I saw Rocky Horror was out here in the Balboa Theater or the one that's in Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do midnight showings. And, and just to, for people that don't know Rocky, but they might know other things, like they do every other week a showing of The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Mm, uh, okay. And 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 it's it's insane it's it's uh no no one goes there to see it for their first time because it's such an interactive audience experience um there's a famous scene in in the room where there's a, a picture of a where you put like your family photos at the a bedspread or at the bed uh, line and it's just a stock photo of a spoon cuz Tommy was so just grabbed a stock fucking photo and put it in the set cuz not thinking about anything mm-hmm. uh or maybe on purpose but anyways everyone in the audience throws and brings spoons and throws them at the screen and it's just these yeah. like little these little things that happen and Rocky Horror is very much that the the experience is electric it is like being in a Broadway show versus going to see one yeah uh, for every audience member there everyone's dressed up as their characters everyone tries to do their own lines and their own riffs while watching it uh, you barely hear any of the actual audio from the the, the show. There's actually even uh, at least the one I go to or went to. Uh, there are paid volunteer or paid. There are approved volunteers on a stage in front of the screen that are enacting most of the scene, and they're barely paid attention to because everyone in the whole audience wants to be their own damn fucking star as well. Yeah, and it's lovely, and it's just this kinetic experience that uh, it comes out being a, a bigger than the sum of everything that you can imagine. Yeah, well, um, and you were, uh, and you and many other people uh, suggested that I see this movie like in like an actual theater before I see it, and and honestly, like I I think I will go, uh, I think I will do that. I will say too that um you know growing up we had a uh, we had like an opera house uh you know down the street that was just kind of like the famous attraction of the town, right? And so you you would have all kinds of stage shows happening there all the time, and so. It just when I was watching this movie, it took me back to those times. And it's like I imagined I was in that seat in that theater watching this um, this show being performed like it, it just it, it took me back, man. It really did. Um, cool. And so, you had half of us in discord singing along. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many good uh, there's so many good songs to uh, yeah. to uh, to reference or just lines in general, just beautiful lines. I don't yeah. spoil anything. <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean well we're we're gonna t- we're about to spoil it though because right, uh, right, cause we're right. uh yeah because we're gonna talk about it <clears throat> but um but i i i couldn't think of how to describe rocky horror picture show so i'm gonna describe it like this this movie is a one giant meme but in the best way you know that's there are so many references in this movie that are referenced later in other movies and also there's just like so many funny like moments in this movie and so many like the fuck moments in this movie that i i that's why i say it's a giant meme but i say that with all the all the love and all the respect right what's 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 great is it did become its own it's it it it, well because it perpetuated that Mm-hmm. Um, even before the team the term meme was used obviously in the 70s right uh, this movie is a love letter to uh and he mentions it even in the fucking show steve reeves fucking uh big muscle movies and uh, uh horror b movies that were just borderline are you sure you're you're making a movie with a real attempt or are you making a joke 
Uh, and does it matter? And and as long as you have a message, or even then, who cares a shit? They're just these amazing uh, giants that came before it, and it's a love letter to that. And then on top of it, it builds on it and adds a message to it, and and that has lived on for um, what? Are we getting on forty years now since this inception? Yeah, like, uh, Jesus. Yeah, no, forty. Uh, well, it was <clears throat> uh, yeah, forty five years. Uh, yeah, so seventy five. So. Uh, I'm trying to do quick math, right? quick math in my head. Yeah, 45 years and in, in 2020. That's uh, so it'll be uh, 50 years coming up in about three years' time. So yeah, and it's and it's 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 still relevant to kids. You you I I honestly could show this, and yeah, it's got a little bit of dated to it, but it doesn't seem like it's from 70 fucking five. No, it really it, doesn't. Yeah. It yeah. seems like something that someone could easily make now, and it would it wouldn't be questioned. Absolutely, and it's like, oh yeah, these kids these days. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, totally, man. Right? Like, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. Um. So the opening credits, like th- this was, I-, I saw this at the very beginning. It's like the opening credits are literally just like a pair of lips singing the opening song. That is and, Tim Curry. Yeah. That what? That's like, who? I think that's Tim Curry. You think that's Tim Curry? Yeah, I, I so. actually don't know. Um, if uh, if someone wants to in the chat, uh, let us know on that. But uh, I would not wouldn't be surprised if it was either, right? And, no, never mind. Some Patricia Queen. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, Patricia Quinn. Yeah, I Google it. It's all good. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no, that was like, I, it, for that to be like the starting scene, I was like, okay, where where is this going? Right, like. And 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 I'm also wondering too. Like, is that how the stage show works? Do you, it, it, I don't I don't know. Like, is that a stage show thing too? I I I, I don't know if this is true at all either. But I, I recall hearing something about how they wanted they were trying to uh, to advertise it, and so the poster originally wasn't the the lips, but they they did that in one of the posters, and they called it something like the tagline had something to do that with that that made it sound like a. Uh, it was just like a, a sexy Jaws, mm-hmm. like the, the the film with the big mouth of the shark. It was just like just as dangerous, but you know a different set of Jaws. Mm. And so it was some kind of trying to relate to that, uh, which is I think really funny. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's a it's a horror film, but it's like a different kind of kind of danger <laughs> that yeah. you're coming into. <laughs> and apparently it worked because it sold, right? So. Yeah, right. So. When when they're doing the uh, song, uh, I mentioned Brad and Janet get engaged and they go into this song. It's literally I think the song is literally called Damn It, Janet or something yeah, it's like a that. Banger. It's one of the fucking yeah. it's the greatest thing to start you into it. Yeah. But why? It, it, uh, but why is there a coffin at the church when, when they just got done performing a wedding? Why is there a coffin at the church? Is there? Is do you there... think do you think there was a funeral before or a funeral coming up after? I, I was thinking it, I, I was thinking that has to be the case. It has to be after the wedding ceremony and they're just setting up for a funeral that's happening literally in the next few hours. I don't I have no idea. I, I don't even know half the reasons why certain things happen. It could just because it's it's hearkening to the fact that it is a stage show. And like usually there are the main characters will play uh, minor roles in, in the background. But like uh, the the farmer and the the the, the nun or whatever at the church are riffraff and magenta mm-hmm. uh, and it's like you don't need to do that in a movie but they're there and i don't know if there's a point to it or whatever but i, I think there's a just you it's one of those things that maybe i've taken a metaphor from it for too long but in i've i've made my own metaphor that wasn't intended but that's also it could be intentional so it could be intentional for you to draw your own conclusion from it but no it's it's the idea of this is a this is a small town this is a place where 
uh, uh, marriage and death are performed in the same place. Yeah. Uh, well, and also and, it, it's the church. That church also has like all those gravestones in it, and it's yeah. like I've I've been I have been to those. Actually, yeah. I haven't been to those churches, but I've seen those churches. Right, I, I've Where, seen a lot of that type of church in my in my my understanding uh, in like smaller uh, portrayed. Uh, British towns where yeah. it's a small area and the clergy people or the one priest performs kind of all of that stuff. The birth of, of people, the the death of people, the decision to lock yourself into a commitment for life before mm-hmm. God. That's all in the same house. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. That was, kind that of, was my it, church. Yep. The, the poetry uh, of what religion is, is great for that. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of sweet at the same time as being morbid, you know, but uh, good in, in that way. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I I imagine that they're smarter than I am, and that's why I'm like, just I leave it to the directors. That was intentional. There, there's a lot oh, of stuff yeah, going sure. on there. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. super smart. I never went past English 120. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so when Brad and Janet, so Brad and Janet, like, just decide to go on like a. Uh, I, I was trying to figure it out. I went back into my notes to try to figure mm. out like why they're just driving in the car right and i guess they just decided to go on a stroll no 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 no, no. you missed it you missed it and it's not it's it's very easy to miss so it's dumb um but it does come back to pay off okay uh so the during the damn it janet song uh they're (laughs) they're obviously very both excited more about the prospects of them doing the getting married thing versus each other Mm -hmm. like so brad immediately does like i got to do the thing because my friend just did the thing and he's like, I propose. And she said, yes. And then he run, he kind of just goes off. Like, Susan Sarandon, she runs off and she's like, oh, the ring's bigger than Betty Monroe had. And she's like, <laughs> showing it to everybody else. And right. that's what's more important to her. And he's like, okay, I did the thing. Everyone's going to be so proud. But who do we tell first? And he wants to go back to his college and tell his professor who began it, which is... Uh, um stand something <laughs> yeah, doc, yeah dr dr scott dr scott no, yeah they no, want to go no, tell dr. no scott. relation by the way <laughs> yeah right right that's even another thing um <laughs> but yeah they want to go tell because he's the man who began it because they met each other in their science class mm-hmm. yeah and then then they're, he's supposed to be like a throwaway innocuous character but then later you find out that uh stuff so yeah. their idea is that they're going to go drive to his college and go tell the professor that brad is a, a decent man who did the deed mm-hmm. and got the job done like yeah. you do good <laughs> did American. you notice uh did you notice on the uh on the car radio as they're approaching uh as they're approaching the place mm-hmm. on the radio uh, nixon is resigning from office in the yeah. background of that radio station <laughs> all, all all of my greatest uh uh relationship moments where we've just done a very big important uh, step in our lives and we're going to go celebrate it uh, are accompanied by listening to NPR and the radio mm-hmm. uh, on the drive. Yeah, that's always been exactly how I like to celebrate. <laughs> okay. And then also on top of that, some of the most more like NPR can be fine for entertainment. I'm not going to knock at anyone that listens to NPR because I am an NPR guy as well. But mm-hmm. when they have to go into those dreary moments where there's like a fucking hearing or something that's going on and it's worldwide and it's big and it's just we're in we're in special 24 hour coverage where we listen to old ass people talk about dumb proceedings and bullshit that's going to take forever <laughs> and everybody already knows the resp- the, the final thing mm-hmm. so i like yeah not only are they listening to whatever bullshit you know c-span existed in, in 75 they're right. listening to fucking uh nixon 
scold the the country about how he has to resign because he's a shitbox. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, grand. And, and well, yeah, no. And you mentioned uh, in 1975, it's a sign of the times when their car breaks down and they have to find the nearest telephone to call for help. And yeah. I have to imagine they didn't have AAA back then, much less smartphones. You know what? I do not know how anyone survived at all. I don't either. Right? The amount of time that humans have been on this earth, and we just haven't been straight up dying from falling over. I'm confused at how we've existed as a species. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, I, I, it, it, well, you hear people say it all the time. It's like, hey, people have gotten soft over the years, and it's like. <laughs> Dude, it's I like used to tell which direction was Tim's house by the placement of the stars and the season we were yeah, in. Yeah, and it's like also, but also like we've progressed <laughs> as a society. Yeah. Like we have all of these amazing technological advances, you know. Yeah, and so we can play Kirby's Forgotten Dreamland. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, so I uh, love it. Yeah, so that narrator, the narrator. Let's talk about the narrator, right? Yeah. The, wonder, this, uh, this narrator is a parody of every narrator ever, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a staple in the in the in the in the thing. I've seen people dressed up as him as their favorite characters for 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 the production of stuff. Oh yeah. He's your for for people that are older like stuff like he's your your masterpiece theater kind of guy. Like you're sitting in your your dad's naga. I don't even know if this was ever a real thing, but a big room full of books that smelled like mahogany or something like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a bunch of leather bound books um i don't know if that goes all the way back to like uh would we had like downton abbeys and shit like or yeah but like i don't know of anyone that had a, a person or a dad with a study or a special room dedicated to a big smoking and whiskey chair with drinks and stuff yeah. as much as i think that actually sounds and looks really cool I guess. it really does yeah but the only trouble is I feel like that's where that's where all the kids get beaten with a belt. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. <laughs> feels like tracks. But, but not this uh, guy. He's super fun. Yeah, no. My my easily my favorite narrator moment though in the movie is the 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 fact that they bring him on. So little context. I knew about the uh the time warp song. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most popular like song Have you ever from been the to movie. Any white people dance ever. Right, yeah. And like the fact that they bring him in, I, I had no idea that this narrator was a part of this song until I watched this movie. And he, they're in the middle of the song. They stop the yeah. song and he pulls out this like little, um, <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. Like instruction, his, like, yeah, his and, little yeah. instruction thing, like, uh, uh, like Step you, chart. Yeah, it's a chart. Yeah. <clears throat> and it shows you how to do the dance. It's like, it's yeah. such a simple dance. But they they still have to show you, right? The narrator has to show if, you how to if do you've dance. Ever, if, if you've ever seen it, and I've only probably seen them parody, but I think cartoons have parodied it before where it's like, oh, here's the dance steps. And they pull down like a an actual like foot step where it's like A, B, and then you move to here, and then you can do the waltz. And mm-hmm. they always look so complicated. And this is just literally, it's just a jump to the left. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. And then a step to the right. Yeah, no, it's amazing song, amazing song. But uh and then that that song ends, right? And then it immediately goes into another song. Like that's when you know it's like it's like m- m- song after song after song after song. That, that's when it, uh that's when the people I show it to or have tried to show it to go, "Hey, is um is this is this a musical?" Is, <laughs> and you're you tri- like, "Did you trick me into a musical?" And you're like, and I'm like, yep. oh, you're the friend that doesn't like musicals, huh? No, you're gonna love this. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. 
But it leads into that. And, and I actually recognize that line. I, I don't know why I recognize this particular line where where Janet says, I'm cold, I'm wet, and I'm just plain scared. Just I don't, plain scared. I don't know why, but like, I don't know why, but I knew that line instantly when I heard it for some reason. I'm, I'm sure it's been one of those things that like people have put over YouTube videos or 360 yeah. no scopes or stupid bullshit. <laughs> 360 no scopes. <laughs> Imagine. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's been on, it's on, I guarantee you it's on at least 10% of people's Stream Deck soundboards. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. Yeah, you're probably right. And Susan Sarandon delivers it fucking like a queen. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's great. I'm just plain scared. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, which leads right into the sweet transvestite song. Mm. And uh, I'm just going to, by the way, like I, I know Tim Curry has a character name. I, I can't fucking remember it. So I'm just calling him Tim Curry. Right. Frankenfurter. That- yeah, Frankenfurther. Yeah, no, I'm still gonna call him Tim Curry That's though. Fine. Same, <laughs> but sure that was but that was hilarious when uh, during that song he goes, "I see you shiver with antis, a patient." <laughs> it is uh, it is canonically one of my favorite Tim Curry moments of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, I have a bit of a a bias with Tim Curry. I adore every single little thing that morsel that he's given us and gifted upon us. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just there under, uh, under, under Eddie Izzard and David Bowie as just one of those mm. Patrick Stewart's up there too. They're just amazing people that just cannot do wrong. Sure. And even when they do wrong, it's, it's done great. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Tim to- Curry's done pebble and the penguin. Yeah. He's was, the evil voice. I was actually just about to ask, yeah, what are some other projects? Because I think this is the first time I've actually seen Tim Curry in a Go watch every movie that makes me freak out, and then you'll I'll find out that Tim Curry's somehow involved in it. That's what <laughs> happened to me. So mm. this is this is we're years past this. Okay, I've gone to therapy for it. But there's like a lot of moments where I'm just like I, I when I was younger and I was like, man. One one of them, I think, was the moment of watching Rocky Horror just as an adult, just not even thinking of it as anything. But we were like, oh, let's let's do a movie night. We'll watch Rocky Horror or whatever. Mm-hmm. And being like, wow, I remember really liking Frankenfurter. And this music's banging. And then also realizing like, oh, Meatloaf's in it, which we'll get to later. But right, like, right. Which is a personal icon, icon, iconicized as a kid as well. And, uh, and I, I liked Tim Curry from It. And I liked Tim Curry from what I knew him from. But then like... One of those moments where I'm like looking at this and I'm like, damn, ooh, just the the way he delivers all of his lines. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and with such, and just, uh, you know, it's just like he does it <laughs> he just because you're waiting there. They audience and they do they do it so well on the show because really, just the way it's designed is the audience is just you're undulating because you're, you're the beat drops, the, everything drops, and you're yeah, just like, bam, waiting like, on his bated breath. And it's such a good way to explain, yeah, like because you, you have those riffs during that part yeah. too, right? Yeah, because yeah, even if you're not a fan of Tim Curry in, in regards to like physically or whatever, or you're not into the idea of of a uh, uh, beautiful man in a fucking corset, uh, you don't have to be sold on that. What you're sold on is the way that he delivers it, and it's like even if you don't believe it yourself. This is what everyone else is feeling. That moment where you're waiting to hear the next syllable from some sexy creature's voice. <laughs> and that's just, that's relatable to whoever, uh, Brad and a Janet, uh, who are sexually repressed fucking young kids, you know? Yep. I, uh, I, I, I relate a lot to them in that aspect. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, these, 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 I, and, and it's meant to be that. It's like you, you may have looked at, like, if you had seen any of these scenes, 
without the context and without the buildup, he'd be like, nah, I don't give a shit. That's whatever. That guy's Tim Curry. Cool. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but getting to the, the way that they build it, they do it in such a perfect way that it's, it's almost universal to anyone who has any, like just, just under the surface feeling, but like, no, I, Oh, I know what that feeling is. It may not be for a, 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 a Brad or a Janet, or it may not be for a, 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 a magenta style person or even a Tim Curry, but you've had it. Every mm-hmm. human fucking being, at least most human beings have, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And, and I love it. Yeah. And you're yeah. so perfect for it. So it, what what's interesting about this is that um, the movie is called Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? It took me way too long to realize because I was so I was so um, like into this story. Like it took me way too long to realize that Rocky, like b- the basis of the name of this movie is the, I guess you could say like Frankenstein like monster, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But like it took, it, I, we were like 50 minutes to like an hour into the movie and it, and then I finally realized, oh, that's why it's called Rocky. Oh. And I felt like such an idiot. Right. I think but, that's normal. I think that's normal. It's, it's, it's so not important. Yeah, but I was so engrossed in the story, I guess, that I just yeah. completely forgot that that was basically the basis of this yeah, movie. To, to, to any other movie, that like this that, that second act where you just get to meeting Tim Curry and then immediately roll into to Rocky stuff, mm-hmm. that second act is when you kind of get the premise of what you're watching in a, in a movie or yeah. a, a Broadway show. Like, you know, you're like, oh, that's what this is about. My fan is making noise. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's okay. It's like, that's what this is about. Uh, but what's the... And again, I... I, I I don't know how much of it is that I've overinterpreted it over the years or mm-hmm. I've made my own decisions on what things mean, but, um, okay, cool. Stop, stop and die. <laughs> it's just squeaking to death as it's turning off. So it, uh, <laughs> what, what, what's beautiful about you getting into that second act in uh, Rocky horror is that, is that it, it gives you all of that. Like, all right, here's the meat of what we're talking about. It's literally a Frankenstein's monster thing. That would normally be enough to carry any movie or mm-hmm. B horror thing. Cause that's plot, plot, plot one plot two let's go right and it's just like no eh, we don't care like yeah this, <laughs> is kind of in, this is kind of in the background yeah yeah and 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 tim curry in, in tim curry's <laughs> words this rocky is the perfect human according to tim yeah. curry and he says it in the song he's just like like because like mm-hmm. it kind of feels like they did they transition because if you're not listening to the exact lyrics but like like rocky or above uh frankenfer is just like they're like what are you doing and he's like god oh, my car broke down we'll just use your phone and we'll get back to our car Right. And he's like, hey, babies, it's raining. I'm building a man with blonde hair and a tan. Y'all should stick around. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's all he says to them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, because I want to bring this up, because I'm going to make a point here that I think is kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a unique point or not, but Tim Curry calls uh, calls Rocky the perfect human, except we later find out that he kind of is like disowned by, by him uh, because he's, you know, because he's not in fact perfect. And in many ways, especially with the meatloaf cameo, I feel like this movie is also trying to make the point that no one is perfect. Is that a fair uh, representation? I, I, so yes, absolutely. I think that, 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 that can be taken into account for the way that they are treated. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's just one of those things where I say there's a lot in this movie that is intentionally left to be left up to interpretation. Um, <clears throat> there's the obvious roles, the overall arching stuff of like, 
everyone's got a little bit of a freak in them, you know, like maybe explore it. You might be surprised and you might be happy Mm -hmm. with yourself. And that's great. I think that's a good overarching thing for it. But like, I also think there's a little bit of like, you want this, 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 this Tim Curry character, this Frankenfurter is so magnanimous that he can hold you on his words alone. And you're going to meet people like that in life. And they may seem like they have all the answers and they, they probably do, but everyone is also a little bit fucked up inside. Mm -hmm. And I think they're showcasing Tim Curry as he's not perfect. He's not, Tim Curry Frankenfurter. Um, he's very vulnerable. He's got a lot of his own issues, and that's mm-hmm. not bad. But he's also uh, one of his big issues. I think is that he is. Uh, what's what's the thing of the week, baby? Like whatever is in, whatever could it please him in one moment is going to not be interesting at all the next. And it's shown in many cases that he had uh, a, apparently a very important thing with the with the, with uh, what's her face, uh, Columbia. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he moved on from that to Eddie, and then Eddie was trash to him, so he took Eddie's brain and put it inside of a fucking Frankenstein creature, which is how Frankenfurter was made, half of Eddie's brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he's also just like, this creature's perfect, but he's like, I'm gonna turn you into a better perfect within a week. And then you can also see that he's bored with that in the middle of making Frankenfurter or making making Rocky he goes off and 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 just sees what it's like with Brad and Janet. Right? And it's just yeah. like, he's just bored. He's just he's constantly looking for a bigger high. Yeah, absolutely. And I, sometimes people can get like that when you chase that dragon. Yeah. By the way, side note, uh good thing everyone is masking up during the creation of Rocky. Like nearly 40 years ahead of their time, am I right? <laughs> it's, it's it's they're in a medical scene and yes, that's that makes sense. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's fair. It seems like it shouldn't be hard when there's viral things around to put a mask on your fucking face. Yep. What I do love is that they were very much uh, ahead of the time on uh, uh, bedazzling masks before any of us got around right? to that. Because that is now the trend that everyone is doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Rocky Horror had fucking glittering uh, sequined uh, masks. Yeah, they had that, yeah, they had them way before we did in 2020. <laughs> My favorite scene is when they mentioned Wuhan in the middle of Rocky Horror. It's actually surprising. No, wait, they don't. It's more, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. I was going to say, wait a minute. Different, different podcast, different group of people, different demographic. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where so, Nixon was on the radio and he saw it coming. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, so Meatloaf, right? Meatloaf is in this movie. I loved, his, I loved his intro. So, little context here. So, uh, I watched, uh, we watched uh, Fight Club recently, and Meatloaf oh. is also in this, right? So, this is a good, like, this is a good, like, twenty years before, right? Like twenty five years before. Look the same. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love I I will say I love his like little intro of him just busting through the wall on a motorcycle like he's fucking like a WWE wrestler, you know? Uh, there's no more meatloaf way to bust through a door. Like th- th- he's the Kool-Aid man in in real format. He's Jack yeah, Black he and really the Kool-Aid is. man made a yeah. baby. <laughs> like, I want I wonder if the Kool-Aid man like I wonder if they got inspiration from Rocky Horror to have the Kool-Aid man. That's, that's a piece of trivia that I would love. I don't want to even look it up. I want. I don't even want to look it up. Yeah. Did the Kool-Aid man bust through a wall before Meatloaf did? Mm. <laughs> who busted through a wall first? Yeah, yeah. Who did bu- the Kool-Aid man exist in the 70s? <laughs> I don't know. I, I know it existed like in the 80s, I want to say. But... I don't know. That's why I don't want to look it up. That'd be like a great trivia question. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. Email at cinemavention.com if you know the answer to that question. Yeah, Werewolves already got it. 
<laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to a Saturday night? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so Meatloaf is uh, it, so it's fair to say that Meatloaf is the Frankenstein quote unquote revision that didn't make the cut for Tim Curry, right? I guess. Uh, so I, I I think I brought that up during it, but I think I I, I read this earlier before I came on here because I I didn't know the real the reality of it. I, I was wrong on that. Oh um, okay, all right. Um, I was uh, I was actually corrected on that uh, based on the later parts in the movie because I was actually listening because I I knew I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 chain of events is uh, Doctor Scott's nephew uh, was Meatloaf Eddie. Oh, and that's so Doctor Scott technically is just working for uh, the FBI investigating aliens, but may or may not have utilized the fact that his his counterculture uh, nephew Eddie. Uh, took in with these uh these aliens from Pennsylvania transylvania galaxy okay. on the planet of gotcha. uh, yeah i i completely <laughs> i completely missed that part so i'm glad so, you brought yeah, that so up they, yeah. they, they don't really they don't really say like the history or anything in the in the thing and it's not ever explained it's just inferred but eddie eddie was a delivery boy probably knocked on their door at some place and then got in there and impressed everybody and was super rock and roll impressed even even frankenfurter and but then at some point, Frankenfurter got tired of him and wanted to build someone more stable. And so he wanted to make Rocky. And so he took half the yeah. brain out of Eddie, put Eddie in deep freeze and made Rocky out of half of Eddie's brain, but with a perfect yeah. body. Yeah, because it was kind of unwarranted for Tim Curry to just kill him like that, right? So, like, yeah, so, so yeah, Meatloaf's got uh, one scene, two if you count his postmortem. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, t- He comes in, uh, bushes through uh, the, the cold freeze door on a motorcycle. Uh, uh, raises his old man cloud uh, uh, at Cloud's fist and says, "Whatever happened to Saturday night, where we could just fucking listen to rock and roll? Now you guys are all crazy, and everyone's digging it, and they're all gyrating to his music, and uh, and so is Columbia. And then Frankenfurter, uh, even Rocky, Rocky joins in, isn't enjoying the dance, and that's when Frankenfurter gets so jealous that he pickaxes the poor man to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's yeah. That was that was like I saw that and I was like, what what the hell, man? Like what's What's wrong with that, you? That for me, that's where I got the entire uh, conversation where I was talking about how the character of Frankenfurter is 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 uh, is is idolized heavily, put on big big Jesus pedestal, but is very much shown to be dangerous and fickle and can snap at a moment and because mm-hmm. he's just like and then let's have dinner. You know? <laughs> it's oh like, yeah, okay. no, yeah, we'll we, yeah we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I and and actually speaking of that, um, before we get to the dinner. That back and forth that everybody has with each other, like because they walk in on Janet, you know, having fun with Rocky. Like they're yeah. they're basically they're having they're having some fun sexually, right? And yeah. I love that look back and forth with each other where everyone is just like Janet, Brad, Rocky, Janet, Brad, Doctor Scott, Doctor Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, and this goes on for a solid like minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's beautiful because it's it's set up in, in an actual film style way, right? It is set up in a way that that you know that this character knows this and that character knows this and it's not even like done in any difficult way where you're like, did they ever meet each other? It's just one scene before and they're like, here's just setting up in your brain. No one oh what's gonna oh we're gonna have to think about when what happens when Jan 
or Janet finds out that Brad did this, and then Brad's going to find out that Janet did this, and then mm-hmm. Frankenford is going to find out that Rocky did this, and then, oh God, how is Dr. Scott part of this? He was just a thing in the beginning of the movie, and now he's here, and have Brad and Janet been working with Dr. Scott? Oh mm-hmm. no, and then, and then they, they just give it to you. They give you that candy on a platter and just say, enjoy now, and yeah. then they just take it 20 seconds too far to just make it awkward, and then you just have to laugh, because what, yeah. what do you do with those emotions? Right, like, yeah, it's awkward enough that it makes it funny, yeah. right? Yeah. On that point, too, I I do wonder, like, what Brad and Janet's relationship is like after this movie is over, because that's one of those things that's just kind of just left to the viewer to decide, like, what happens after that, right? You know, because, cause, yeah, because Janet has, you know, has fun with Rocky, uh, yeah. and, and Tim Curry has fun with both of them, right? And so, like, what is their, re- I always wonder what their relationship <clears throat> is like after this movie is over. That's a that's a tough one, man. Because um, I, I think, and again, uh, uh, just another me thinking that I may be interpreting too much, or it was intentional like this. Okay, but there's, it's they're in their twenties, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what 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 happens to them next? A decade of fucking their own life discovery, where a million and one things can change. Mm-hmm. there's no there's they're not even they're just babies in my opinion and is that just because i'm like now like on the backside of my 30s that i'm just like you're 20 you little babies you're gonna go through so much shit <laughs> like, <laughs> just just having fun on one saturday night with a bunch of random aliens is not a big deal <laughs> like, i mean you could you could go get married all you want but that may not be your first marriage guys because you're 20 <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i'm, I'm 26 so <sighs> they're just babies none of that's none of none of what happens in your 20s matters in the least you can forget it it's just all it is is a sum of parts that build you to the person you are the next day yeah it's it's just life they actually have a line um i think and i don't remember it but it was uh it was something that got mentioned in one of the articles i was reading just to prepare for this but like Mm -hmm. i remember hearing it but the narrator says a line at the end something about like because so what, what happens is they all take off to to the the castle takes off right i think right right uh, to go into space mm-hmm. and brad and janet and dr scott and i don't know who else or anyone if at all rocky maybe are just in the dirt yeah and the, the thing's taking off and it's just dusty and they're just crawling around and he says something like you know uh and the human race returns to what it actually is just like writhing worms and ants in the soil or some something something along those lines of just being like you're 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 you are so infinitesimal like this is all just such a small thing mm-hmm. like and i that's the way i interpreted a lot of that a lot of that yeah. was intentionally just be like you, this may seem like oh oh my god i clutched my pearls what did everyone do on this crazy night and it's just like it's nothing honey it's mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> like it's no big deal yeah yeah that's why i take it yeah you mentioned uh you mentioned tim curry's uh wanting to just bring everyone it's it's an infor- informal dinner right and and it really was <laughs> like some people took informal dinner quite literally right <laughs> right people are just hanging out like like uh fucking uh janet's just <laughs> hanging out in her underwear like fucking uh well, they, Rocky they were just is- in their <laughs> just, right, they just yeah. came to it i get yeah i guess they just went straight to dinner right <laughs> they had their clothes taken away from them when they entered the building that's true <laughs> too yeah you're right i thought they had like i thought Rocky they had, had a bow tie i thought th- okay yeah no he did have a bow tie i <laughs> guess yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> i think it was like a golden bow tie <laughs> yeah 
Well, and and in the dinner, they're celebrating Rocky's birthday, which makes sense, I guess, right? Because he was technically just born, right? Yeah. Like, so it, it is his birthday, right? I, I read uh, in the synopsis on the wiki page, I think it was the wiki page, and it didn't need to do this, but it was one of those things that I didn't even, I didn't need to pick up on, but my brain did for some reason. But they mention uh, when Janet, when, so Janet meets up with Rocky after seeing Brad do his thing on the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet's like wandering around and she sees Rocky. It just, it just says this in a little small line. It says, uh, Janet stumbles upon Rocky in his birthing place. <laughs> and it's uh, that tub that he was in. And right. I was like, I would have just said tub. Like, can we not call it the birth in place? Like he's in this <laughs> womb. And then I'm yeah. like, but is that, but is that part of it? Is that intentional? Is that smart? Like, <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's the tub. <laughs> Why are you calling it the birthday place? Like the I don't birthday ever, place. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to be associated with a something called the birthday place. That's just not like, yeah. something you want to be at. <laughs> Janet committing her infidelities with the one year old in this birthing place. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no. a lot, there's a lot. There's a lot to it be. So, it sounds sounds so wrong out of context, right? Yeah, or in context. <laughs> I don't know. So as if this movie doesn't take a weird turn when they join the when they go into this <laughs> castle, right? This is the point where the movie takes like a super weird turn for me, right? So for me, this is where before you tell it, this is where I started turning on me and stopped watching the movie for me and started just literally waiting with bated breath for your responses because this is where I got excited. Because it's not it's mm-hmm. not a big deal what, what even goes on in the movie, but like right. It's one of those things that you you might at least by this is probably easy like forty or fifty minutes in, mm-hmm. and it's like at this point you feel like maybe you've seen the the, the most of the next turn. Like they're not going to get any crazier than what they've already gone through, right? right? But the, and yet, and yet, <laughs> hold my hat. Yeah, yeah hold my there. beer. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah. So, Doctor Scott, like you mentioned, is like is not investigating Tim Curry, but rather his son Eddie, which we find out is. You know the or character made is by me doing both or both, yeah. But I love how like the his response is to just pull the table, like the classic pulling the tablecloth from underneath the table, yeah. right? And and it just shows Eddie's body just sitting there, and they've been apparently eating his body parts. Oh no! I, I typed is Rocky because I was going to think I was I was dealing with something I wanted to check on. And the autocomplete on my computer said, "Is it does is Rocky Horror about cannibalism?" <laughs> right? And I was like, "I no, but oh wait, there is uh, the time they yeah, ate Eddie." Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah, they're right. You know. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Valid question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, valid question. Considering that particular <laughs> scene, right? <laughs> but to, to me, again, that 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 harkens back to the development. Uh, or the solidification of of Frankenfurter's character. Uh, if you watch that scene, uh, it's it's almost like Frankenfurter's happy enough because everyone's awkward and everyone's feeling weird, and so he he's in control. Mm-hmm. And then people start having a normal conversation for a hot moment about like Eddie and like even Rocky and like they're out, honest to goodness they're all just talking for like a hot second. They're just having a, like a conversation, mm-hmm. and Frankenfurter looks like God, like he's lost control again, like he's pissed. Mm-hmm. And so he just acts out like he like the the character I described this this chaotic neutral fucking it doesn't matter I just I I, I if I'm not having fun it's the next thrill of the week uh, and so he rips that tablecloth off 
And then he just looks at everyone, like just bathing in those reactions, like "gotcha right. again, bitches." Like, <laughs> and 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 then he frames it on back to him because I think at that point he he fucking Medusa's everybody or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, because he, uh, well, because he goes after um, Janet, right? Because she's like, you know, uh, loving Rocky some more, and and like, and Tim Curry's like, "No, Rocky is mine," right? And is basically chasing her around the like the castle, basically. And then it gets them like glued into place and then turns them into uh, like stone figures. Right. With like yeah, it was Medusa like the tronic or Medusa Ray or Medusa. Yeah. Beam. Well, it, and it's those stone figures that like have the classic like, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Like the seashells under their private parts and stuff. It's like the classic like stone statues know, of that, <laughs> you know, but uh but then they uh but then they're put into this like scantily clad outfits, which by the way, those outfits are not big enough because everyone's tits are slipping out of them. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're talking about a problem. I, just, I so mean, awesome. listen, you know, some people don't see a problem there. That's true. Cabo Ray. Let's go. <laughs> but then but then but then they uh so they they have a stage play in a stage play so it's like inception right a stage show in a stage show right yep which then devolves into because they're dancing or doing a number right and there's like a crowd that appears like in the middle of this right like an actual theater crowd Mm -hmm. in the movie part of this right which then imdb um says devolves into a swimming pool orgy that's literally what they refer to that is the tracks as Yeah. yeah yeah Which I don't. <laughs> why is there a swimming pool orgy there? Why people just enjoying themselves? They had emotional night. Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> I think. I think so. Doctor Scott's character, I think, describes what's going on, and I don't know if he describes it in a way that makes me consider it's bad. But he tries to start it off with like, you know, if you need to get away from Frankenfurter, his 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 ability to 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 swoon you with his words and everything. Uh, you start off normal and then you're this and that's when he pulls out like his one leg is transformed in the cabaret fishnets and and then he starts to like it and then he starts joining in on the dance and everything and he's like he seems like he's trying to resist and I don't know maybe at that point I've already given in too hard to to, to Kim Curry and everything but I think the intent of the point out is that he th- this guy this Frankenfurter this alien this whatever this 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 David Bowie this magnanimous uh, creature or this thing that represents counterculture things that might seem sexy at first but they're bad mm-hmm. just has a way of bringing people into it and then they're lost which is a common fear of people right like they, they fear that that's the only reason that everyone sounds so alike when they start to realize that their people are different in the world and and everything it's like it's no no it's just because it's the right thing to think guys like mm-hmm. we've not been brainwashed over here it's just give it a shot you know yeah uh, but at the same time you also do showcase someone who is uh, manic uh, and and chaotic <laughs> and that it may not maybe maybe your guru or your hero or whoever taught you that there is counterculture um just kind of remember to compartmentalize humans uh, as people because yeah, there are problems yeah. that we have so um, he, but you get you get you're talking about stage though you get that scene at the pool right yeah where it's a it's it's makeup dripping down his face wet course most of clothes gone mm-hmm. stripped of his title as commander of the whatever yeah <laughs> I, I, want, I want to get into that too right okay. yeah where he, where he, yeah his where his commandership basically gets stripped because yeah 
I, but he's I, he's under he's under uh, an uh, honest because you're talking about this the uh, the 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 fact that it transforms into a stage a, mm-hmm. a, sh- a, sh- a musical he's under a the super hot spotlight that is just out of character for any movie or even this movie at this point right and he's standing there under the blinding lights of it in in front of the pool and all of the people that are trying to either defend him or be with him or whatever and also the people that are taking his stuff away and it's beautiful it's beautiful to see the uh the 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 uh where you're you're vulnerable the vulnerability of him yeah uh, standing yeah, there yeah. yeah so i want to talk about where <clears throat> where he just basically lose like he just it almost seems like he just randomly loses his uh his authority because yeah. and and it's like i get from the standpoint of so riff raff and magenta who are uh basically like Tim Curry's henchman throughout this entire movie. And in fact, at one point I remember Riff Raff saying something along the lines of like, we're all lucky to be here. Like basically like they're, they're all his henchmen. Right. And then, uh, and then, you know, cause they get, I guess they get sort of disrespected throughout the movie. And then they just decide that, Oh, now they're in control. And all of a sudden Tim Curry isn't, that's the part that I didn't really understand is like, when did they, become like when did they become the authority like when did the authority switch over and why is tim curry just like accepting of it uh everything you just said was actually amazing that's the, i mean i think that's that's the intended feeling what you're okay. feeling yeah you're supposed to be confused and i know I, listen i don't know nautical shit i don't know how to take over a boat okay <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but i feel like if i watch this play out like if you were on some kind of ship and let's just like use it as a very broad metaphor if you're on some kind of journey and other people were doing things that you've never seen of, and then you're enticed by it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been on a boat and I'm like, I have no idea what the, what's happening. Who's yelling at who for what reason and who's in charge of what and what's the rank of what, who knows it's, mm-hmm. it's alien. It's fourth dimension to you. It's uh, these people enjoying this world that you didn't even know existed and was yeah. a viable option. Yeah, no. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that too, because yeah, cause, cause Tim Curry has to be killed, right? Like yeah. everyone else gets to return back to, Transylvania, right? And Tim Curry thinks he's going home. He's just like, right. yeah, I'm done. And also, what you were saying though is like, you were like, you were like, oh, they mentioned a couple points where they, uh, they're all ha- they're all lucky to be there or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you you could try to extrapolate that to the to like a uh, you know an, an aliens fucking universe that exists that they did something bad and all got fucked up and they're on a, a prison ship or something. This could be a fucking prison ship, right? That mm. still might have you know, some kind of system and hierarchy, but you know, maybe they indulged him in a while or it was, it, maybe it was just his fucking, um, decade that he got to be in control. And that decade wore out that night, you know, like, I I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cause apparently the reason is that the mission failed, whatever that means. And Rocky is too extreme. That's, that was the reason. So they kill Tim Curry and they kill Rocky. Although it takes several tries to kill Rocky. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and and it's they're taking everybody back to Transylvania, which is apparently another galaxy. I just assumed this whole time, like it was the the town down. No. It was like you know downtown, right? Like it's not another it's, it's, it's freaking planet, galaxy. Yeah, the planet transsexual of the galaxy Transylvania, right? Which is not which is not clearly evident at first, right? Like they're just <laughs> no, it's just it's just sort of like this like con, like this town that he's a part of, right? Because yeah, he he's a sweet transvestite you know earthling Mm -hmm. from transsexual in transylvania right Uh 
<laughs> yeah, but all and the, but then they let uh, but like you mentioned earlier, they met, they let Brad, Janet, and uh, Doctor Scott out, and that's basically the end of the movie. Is like yeah. the castle just goes back, blows up, and goes back to Transylvania, and then yeah, they're just sitting there in the dirt. And Riff Raff says some line there where he says, uh, "We we're taking our people back to Transylvania, where we can all finally do the time warp again." Mm. And so it's like, what are these fucking? Are these are these uh, uh, the Doctor Who race? Like, are they? Do they have to like get get a new set of fucking regenerations at the High Court? Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't all other lore. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, but but what's hilarious too? It's like they they're like they're back outside, right? Their car tires still not fixed. Still, no, they're, they're, they're spending the <laughs> night in the car. <laughs> yeah. Or how uh, did Doctor Scott get there? Right, like. Yeah. Maybe there's another car. Maybe he took oh, the yeah, no, that's true. helicopter. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's one of those things where you just never know because the the movie just ends right there, right? This could all be in the Dragon Ball Z universe. We never know. <laughs> Back then, I mean, I, when I was a kid, they I don't know if you know Dragon Ball at all, but this will relate to everyone that knows Dragon Ball and Rocky yeah. Horror. I I, Plan- I know I know like the basics of Dragon Ball, but not no, I'm not. I don't know anything they, major. At some point early, they 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 preface the fact that that Goku is is a, is a Saiyan of a, an alien race, and he comes from his own planet. But earlier, before you actually really kind of find out what Saiyans are, you learn about Vegeta, who is a prince, and then then they talk about how planet Vegeta got blown up. So they named the kid after the planet, and so it's Vegeta and Vegeta, but Vegeta got destroyed. And it's like, no, so you can't do that. You have, it's literary. <laughs> you can write whatever you want. You can't name a character after the planet. It's just evil. <laughs> yeah. It's evil. Yeah. So, uh, so to wrap things up here, I want to talk about um, the, how this movie's status and how, like, and how, like, you know, it, it was how it was super progressive for its time, right? Because this was the, this came out in the 70s, right? And, from my and this is just from my perspective, right? But looking back at this film, it came out in the seventies, and I it, it was super progressive. I think for the time because, sure, you know this stuff existed, but it was in like it was in the outskirts of you know just like it was in like special areas that you would have these kinds of stuff happening like all these concepts of you know you have cross-dressing bisexuality sexual liberation drag um androgyny like they these things like all seem accepted now like i remember like in the 2010s when this was finally start starting to get into the mainstream at least for me personally Mm -hmm. when i started seeing all of this right and you know, like I don't, I'm, and it's like it. It was not. I. I feel like it wasn't accepted as much as it was back then as it is now, right? Like if you look at this film today, like it's just an. It's just another movie today, right? So I, uh, I. I like to. I like to err on the side of the optimism of it because that's what I originally feel from it. I get the the. Mm-hmm. I said the comments as well. The uh, it's uh, it's still applicable today. Mm-hmm. And and that's really cool, right? But I also look at that in the, in in the sad way uh, because to me, I uh, it'd be nicer if there were less of us people that were dying for this kind of shit still. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 easy to be like it seems like it's better, but I I I have to constantly remind myself that I 
I'm in San Diego, California as well. And mm-hmm. that's why I, 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 there's been many times that I've been traveling and I'm like, oh, people still think that shit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. No, I gotta, yeah. I gotta remember that I have some crazy ass privilege over here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still shitty even over here. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of this stuff. And it, and, and I say 30 years, you, we were both here talking in the concept of 30 years, which to people our age seems like a million. Uh, it might as well be like a million. Sure. Uh, but, uh, I can tell you it, it 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 sucks that it sucked back then, and then you look at like I I remember going to the um when I when I did my Europe trip when I was like twenty three or something like that I went to Europe mm-hmm. and I did museums and one of the museums I went to was the Museum of Sexuality uh, in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and they had um just a bunch of shit just showcasing um just just different cultures like going back as far as you can remember I mean they were like Viking shit and there was like just the concept of seeing constant little things of people's like, I'm sure, sure hidden as fuck uh, during their time periods of living uh, like carvings or drawings. Uh, I've seen little ivory statues of like uh, just, you know, uh, homosexual acts mm-hmm. uh, or, 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 or even uh, there was a lot of like animal stuff. Uh, I don't say that animals are okay. I'm just like, but, but the, the concept of like, like having uh, either a fetish or, or even just a, a fantasy uh, were hidden and have always been hidden, and, th- and we're, that's going back tens and thousands of years. Yeah, uh, and it's just been shit on a long time, and it'd be nice if it was not shit on. <laughs> oh yeah, and so I, I appreciate that we're getting there. It's just it's hard to not. It's hard to also then say say that I can tell you that there's people that are are just coming of their own, you know, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. They're learning themselves and can watch something like this and be like, oh, this is this is why I feel like shit when everyone laughs at a thing I'm thinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how about we were, I hope we were better than 30 years ago, but I also hope, I hope we were better than 10,000 years ago. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, no, well, because, because, because I really, realistically, you know, because I, I, you know, we mentioned it earlier. It's like, I grew up in a sheltered, you know, you know, time period. It's like, you know, I, I had, you know, very Christian parents, you know, the town that I was in was like, you know, like your average, like, you know, like you you were saying, like people have these thoughts, like that was pretty much everybody in my yeah. town, like back in the, like, and, 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 and realistically, I didn't even know that, like, it, it, like, this is how sheltered I was. It's like, it wasn't until like the internet and like the 2010s. And when, you know, gay marriage was like the forefront of discussion of being legalized, that it was like, that I even knew that that was even a thing. Right. And a that problem, was a problem. Concern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, it, it was also one of those things where it's like, you know, I had, I was just getting into, you know, junior high and high school during that time. So it was one of those things where like, as a kid, you don't really like think about that kind of stuff. But then once you get into junior high, high school, it's like kind of, at the forefront unless you, unless you are that stuff and then that's everything you well, think of yeah absolutely no, you're absolutely right yeah but like it's but easy it, <laughs> but it was not. but it was just not it was just something that i just didn't think about until yeah. until the 2010s right oh and that and that's the beauty of art and the beauty of this kind of stuff the this kind of stuff is is something i always push for uh just making it into existing even if it's not something that you identify with i think it should be championed because it it out there it sh- it shows some a uh, person who gets to 14 or 15 and is like, oh my God, there is someone out there that 
this I'm not broken. Like some mm-hmm. I, other people have had these thoughts or these feelings and some people make it their lives and live it and love it and have great lives. And that's empowering and, and life-saving and awesome. Mm-hmm. And so like I look at stuff like this and like rent, uh, for instance, which is very much does it do homage to this one as well <laughs> as another musical, but mm-hmm. like uh, they save lives. They, they save brains. They save human beings uh, from, from not having good lives <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, and getting to live. And, yeah. uh, and I will always champion this. Like there's not many, like, there's not, there's a lot of parts of this movie that I cringe at. Cause I'm just like, ah, what are you doing with it? But I, I think it's good to show. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's fun. And celebrating it is important. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because what are we doing here except crawling around in the dirt like worms and ants, according to the narrator? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, having said all of that, let's give our final ratings of the movie here. Curly, I have a feeling I know what rating you're going to give this movie. <laughs> I, I'm a, oh, is this a numbers-based rating thing? Nope, is uh, it a thumbs up, thumbs down? That's my oh, rating. Fuck, easy. Those are good. I'm down, I'm down with that. Thumbs up. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, if it's not a ten, then what is a ten? You know, like. Oh yeah, no, yep. That's why. It, that's thumbs why up. the thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs up. down like scale is what we use at Cinemavention. It, <laughs> it is a goodie. You should check it out. It's that's that's obvious from what we've been saying here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would, I would also give it a thumbs up. Like this, this was a fun movie, so I, I would recommend everybody see this. And honestly, like I do want to see like a a live, like a live live action. That's not the right word, but like, (laughs) but like I want to see this a live experience. Yeah. As long as you're, I mean, I was, I was terrified when I first saw it because everyone was like, they are gonna draw on you with lipstick if you're okay with that, and 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 if you're not okay with that, you shouldn't go. I so I was like, oh, I mean, no. I mean, listen. In the right environment, <laughs> it's fine, right? In the right the environment. Right also, fine. we don't want to put anyone into something that they're not comfortable with. Like, but you, the yeah. idea is that you're going to be ridiculed for being what's called a virgin, and they're going to bring you up on stage at the beginning, and and everyone in the audience is going to say funny stuff, and then they're going to draw a big V on your forehead and whatever, <laughs> like. And it's just to, again, it's 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 why'd you show up in jeans and a t-shirt, babe? You should be in a, whatever sequence you want. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So the next time you go, hopefully you dress up as your favorite character, which is the narrator. So. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm definitely dressing up as the narrator. Yeah, <laughs> you can bring a little podium to pull down a, a little, uh, a little a step chart. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, Curly, this was so much fun. I'm I was I'm so glad that you were uh, here to talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, if folks want to find m- more of you, where they can where the where can they find you? Currently the Discord. Uh, I have not been putting out any content in a while. I've just been kind of redoing my uh, my life on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hit me up on the Twitter, twitter.com slash curly or the Discord. If you go to dkgtv.com slash Discord, you'll find out what we're doing. More of the stuff that I'm doing these days is just off stream. I'm um, hanging out with people, enjoying our games together in our own little small units. Kind of like how we used to do it back in the day. I'm just... Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not in the mood for the the live online stuff right now. But there will but, be in the future. So but in the future when you yeah. are twitch.tv slash drunk kids gaming yes. is the place that you should follow, right? Yeah. Or or DKGTV.com, just because who knows if I'll be doing Twitch exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> so. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on. And of course, I do a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, I stream it live over on my Twitch, where you can also find me live every Wednesday and Friday night over at twitch.tv slash one. 
And of course, the recorded versions of those watch parties are there if you missed it over at patreon.com slash is one which is the place to support the show. Thank you so much to everybody that does. If you have thoughts about the movie that we discussed today, you can join the conversation in our Discord, discord.cinemavention.com. Send me an email, email at cinemavention.com, and visit the website to see all of our previous movies that we've covered on this show, as well as show notes and so much more, cinemavention.com. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Thank you so much, Kevin. And we will be back next week with another show. uh, And it's going to be a fun show. I can already tell you that. Until then, we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)